Yo, yo, wake that ass up. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. Wake up. It's Monday, it's with A and J. I'm A. I'm J. And we are young black professionals talking about real shit at work that you can't talk about at work. Real shit, real jobs, and real motherfucking people. Oh, oh, come on, language, man. My, girl, my grandma about to be listening to you. Okay, grandma know what it is. I've been living, living the dream, man. Living, living as much of the dream as sitting at home, uh, not really being able to do much. You know, same, okay. same stuff every day. You know, that's real. The quarantine got folks inside, and all you can do is a lot of the same stuff every day. I mean, it's like Groundhog Day every day. Well, you know they talking about opening back up. Nah, they're open. Nah. They're trying to open that. They're trying to open the economy back up. Shoot, you see nah. Florida, they open the beaches up. No, we don't got time for that. Nah, we it's, it's, it's springtime. You know, we people still trying to be summertime fine, springtime fine. We's going out here. We hanging out at the beaches. You, you know what time it is. You're going to summertime fine in your house. Nah, you know what time it is. Florida, my, my home state, my home state not open up beaches. <laughs> we about to be out there turned. I'm not. You I'm about to be out there turned? Nah, nah, nah. I'm smart enough to know. To not be out there, but for the people that's gonna be out there, they're gonna be turnt. Now I don't know how I feel about it, but you they're know. gonna be turnt with the Rona. Well, Georgia, is, about that, to is that what they want to do? They want to be turned up with the Rona. Rona out there sneaking around the corner, like, ooh, look at all these people. Rona Georgia, about to have a field day. But Georgia's about to be next. You know, they trying to open up stuff too. How you, know, you feeling? And, How you feeling about you know, it? With with us based in Atlanta, like I am not. I'm not having that. I do not like that. He's opening it back up. It's so irresponsible. Mm. It's so irresponsible because our numbers are still rising. The death rates are rising. The infection yeah. rates are rising. And he just like, oh, yeah, open up barber shops and salons and bowling alleys and gyms. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, These whoa, are not essential places. Nah, nah, barber shops. Hey, I don't know. You, you might not know about. Hair, yo, nah, you might not understand the importance <laughs> of the barber shop to a black man, but. The barber is a. Hey, we more as a black woman, I'm pretty sure I understand what yeah. getting our hair done means. But it ain't oh, worth risking my life and my health to get my hair done. Look, my hair right now is natural and it's in two little puffs, two little Afro puffs, Ooh, and that's how it you look like the brat. <laughs> but the brat is the brat fine. Okay, so you know that's a compliment. I'll take it. Little and, bow wow. Uh, Just over. <laughs> My hair looks, it looks cute, but this is the way it's going to be until, you know, things are really clear. I'm not about to go out there. I think, I think it's about to be looking a lot like how a lot of Asian countries, especially like China have already been where like people have been wearing masks all the time. I think that's just going to be, that's going to be life here. I don't think so because people are too vain and looks are too important, especially in Atlanta. You think these people go and want to put on a makeup? They're going to put a deal. Covered up by a mask. You think all these men who are out here beard fishing, you know, where, you know, you only look fine because you, you got a beard and it's covering up like three chins and a double Man. neck and all that. Watch. Like, Gucci, their mask is going to cover the their brand, beard. The brand Gucci is going to put out that clear Gucci uh, mask. <laughs> Where you can still show off the beard. Ooh, I'm, I'm, be, I'm telling you. I, like I said, I'm not going to be out here. Yo, I, I'd be so pissed. 
Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Because you luxury brand mask. They already do. Cost like three hundred dollars. They they already you already. Can they make have them. a luxury. Gucci has a luxury brand mask. I well, okay. Put it like this. I don't know if they've actually put it out themselves, but I know that you can make your own mask. And I've seen I've seen the the Louis Vuitton mask that people have made. Because all you need is the cloth, so you could easily take. Yo, like, I'm surprised I haven't seen, like, a Crown Royal. You know how everybody used, everybody and their mama and their daddy used a Crown Royal bag. I'm surprised I haven't seen that used as a, now I'm thinking about it. I'm about to use it myself. Because that's a terrible thing to try to breathe through. You'll suffocate yourself. Crown Royal bags, it's like a suede type polyester material. Like, it's awful. (laughs) Why would you put that on your face? And, and it gets one thing if people are at home taking designer cloth and making their own it's another thing is say louis vuitton gucci fendi come out with branded masks that they it's, sell on their website it's gonna happen that is ridiculous it's gonna happen it, i'm sorry gonna make, i feel you I gotta feel make like money mask, people are not gonna want to wear it because like i said everybody's too vain nah. in atlanta and people want to look good they want you to see their beard they want to see nah, you know the smile the teeth the lips and stuff but Put you it know like what this. i found out though but you know what i found out what did you find out the mask, it don't stop men from hollering though. It does not <laughs> stop no man from hitting on folks. Cause I will tell Why would you, it? Jay, Why would it? I will tell you, Jay, during this quarantine, I've been over here like that little emoji with her arms and an X, like, uh-uh. Like, that's how I've been during the quarantine. Like, don't come up to me. Don't be trying to ask for my number. It's a pandemic. But that's... The dudes don't care. Well, that's... Of course not. Come on now. If... if, if if dudes are holler at you when they just got done playing basketball and they sweaty, stink, you know, dirty, smelling okay, like all day. Okay, we got a rampant virus going around and you gonna holler at me. And then, and then I got a mask on. You can't even see half of my face. It's all about the body, you know. We vain. And like you coming you. at me? All you can see is my eyes, my my little forehead. My that's little enough. Puffs. Hey, that's, that's enough. It. That's enough. <laughs> I done got hit on jogging. I done got hit on at Kroger. I done got hit on at an apartment complex. It's just foolish. I'm like, you know, it's a pandemic. What's wrong you know? with that? Every, everybody, everybody. The Roma is out here. Quarantine buddy. Everybody needs a quarantine buddy. My quarantine buddy is Jesus, Jay. Jesus, uh, all I need. I'm, I hear you, but hey, some people want Jesus and they want Stephen. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> I okay. thought that wrong. Hey, I, I thought that wrong. Stephen came from, but you know, that's the thing you want to lose. I thought that wrong. <laughs> well, we heard how the outside has been treating you, but what about the inside? How's work been? Ooh, work. Yeah. When this all first started, this is our, we finished our sixth week, week of telework. And it's just like, when it first started, it was like, okay, like, this is a nice little reprieve from growing into the office and, you know, sitting in the cubicle and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But now that we're six weeks in, I'm just like, man, like, I just, this is not it. Like, I am not a stay-at-home worker. I'm not a remote worker. And the type of mm-hmm. work that I do, you know, requires me to be in a certain facility. Like, I can't do it from home. Yeah. So it's just been a struggle and, you know, I'm trying to make the most of it and get as much work done as I can, but it's really hard. And I, yeah. it's, it's hard to like, my home office is my desk, which is across from my bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, I get up out of bed and sit at my desk all day and then I go right back to my bed. It's like, there's no, no <laughs> difference in environment. <laughs> 
it's really sad. It's really sad. So I am I'm ready for it to be over like everybody else is. But at the same time, I understand the risk and, you know, everything opening up and getting back out in the public. And I'm not willing to take that risk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully I fully understand. Um, I think. Like for me, because my job, we've already kind of been teleworking a little bit. So I kind of see this as is kind of a way for, for companies that do have the ability, maybe not for your job and, and what you do. But like I do see companies kind of move into this format where they're going to have workers working from home, and especially if companies have been efficient. I feel like this is this is going to be like a pre a precursor to to I think companies kind of downsizing on establishments and buildings and stuff like that this is and this is going to also encourage contracting they're going to start contracting more workers so now we don't have to just we don't have to pay you guys we don't have to you know there's no settlements that can be made like we don't have to give you guys any type of insurances or health care or anything like that well the thing i the thing i believe about contractors is that i think there's a threshold i don't think Mm -hmm. for example you can just have like say a thousand employees and they all be contractors. I I don't know if the threshold is a ratio between contractors versus full-time employees Mm -hmm. or something like that. But I know because I worked for, um, I worked for a business like as a little side hustle. Yeah. We we started out as like 1099 contractors Mm -hmm. and then the business made too much money. So the IRS made them, make us employees in Mm. order to give us benefits because they were making too much money to just keep us as contractors and not have us on payroll and pay those type of taxes and things like that. So it's like a revenue point to where if they make a certain amount of money, I guess they can't just keep contracting. I think there's a lot of stipulations on how businesses can have contractors and what that means, you know, for their business. And it probably depends on the industry too. So they're going to try to cut corners regardless. Like I'm sure sure. not, you know, not having to pay, not having to pay for, I'm just thinking in the long term, like not having to pay for pay rent to like a, a building or, or like a, a smart light bill. corner to cut, though. Like, yeah. do we really need to go into big office buildings and sit in cubicles? Like, we don't really need a lot of people don't need yeah. to do that to go do yeah. their job. Like, as you can see, during this quarantine and pandemic, a lot of people can do their job just fine from yeah. their home. Like, do they want to be at home? You know, who's to know? But can they do their job at home? A lot of people can. See, but I don't, and I don't, and I don't even know the percentages of people who actually are working in the kind of this corporate space, uh, that can just work from home. Cause I know, you know, how there's been what 26 million people, if not more to sign up for unemployment. So it's a good chance that a, a, a high percent of that wasn't people that can just kind of work from home like us. So there are going to be plenty of people that don't have jobs where they can just, you know, they have that luxury of working from home. Uh, but at the same time, there has to be a balance between, you know, making sure those people are taken care of health wise and not sacrificing their health mm-hmm. in order to send them to work. And that's why I feel like, you know, there has to be more done on the government's end to provide that safety net for these workers so they, they don't feel forced to go back to work in order to, you know, but that's what their households. Um, but honestly and sadly, you know, Georgia and primarily primarily Atlanta is going to be a case study for this. You know, yeah. people are going to be really looking at us critically to be like, okay, what's going on there? Are people, you know, more people getting sick? Are the, you know, the mayor, death rates rising? Like, Did you hear about the mayor of uh, Las Vegas? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> since you said, you, since you said case study. 
wanted to throw a rock at my TV. That lady is crazy. <laughs> Anderson Cooper, God bless you, because that man, yeah, he, does with a lot. he has the patience of a saint, because I would have cut her off. <laughs> she talked so crazy. He was just like, he was showing her the little image that's been circulating on CNN about mm -hmm. um, how the coronavirus is circulated through air conditioning systems in restaurants and how there was one person at a table who had coronavirus and spread it to like nine other people at different tables. And she was like, well, this isn't China. This is Las Vegas. And he was like, how ignorant. Yeah. The, the, like, it doesn't matter where it is. It's a restaurant. They're and, people. <laughs> and the density, the density in Las Vegas uh, is... It's pretty reflective of, of what it is in certain areas in China. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know how many people are packed into all those casinos and hotels and the street? Just the sidewalk yeah. themselves are full of people. So mm -hmm. for her, she was just, she almost reminded me of like a female Trump. I mean, she just, none of the stuff she made, sen made sense. And then Anderson Cooper was like, okay, well, if you want to open up Las Vegas, are you going to be on the casino floors? Every night, are you going to be out on the strip? And she was like, "Well, I'm a mother, and I got to go home and cook." And of girl, course not. be quiet. Of course not. She, and she even offered up the citizens of Las Vegas as a guinea pigs and as a control group to study <laughs> the coronavirus and the efficacy of the vaccine. And the governor of Nevada was like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no, we're not using uh, my citizens of my state to be a control group. Sorry, not happening. And then Georgia raised their hand and said, nah, we, we still got it. Don't worry. We, 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 we open it back up Friday. So, like, because they're opening stuff up, that means it's a good chance that we're going to have to go back in, too. What you going to do? You going in or you going to call out? Well, I mean, I'm going to go in, of course, but only when things are all clear. Like, if I genuinely Shoot. feel uncomfortable... Ooh. Like, then I'm just going to straight up tell my supervisor and be like, hey, I don't feel comfortable. What are my options or alternatives? I Again, I'm not risking my health for nothing, yeah. job or not. So, to be honest, I, the earliest we'd probably end up going back to work is June. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I did not step foot in my office until July. Uh, you work you work in Atlanta, right? Yes. And Atlanta's in Georgia? Oh, so you're going back uh, in April, nah. like, like the rest nah. of us. What's the what's the craziest what's the craziest excuse or what are just some reasons that you've used to call out over? Because <laughs> this is gonna be this is one for me right now. I'm telling them straight up, I ain't coming in because the pandemic. I ain't trying to die. Well, see, the I'm telling, that's gonna be my a real I'm, excuse. You no, know, but I'm putting I'm putting that in the documents. I don't want to die, and then I'm just not gonna come in. So, what's the craziest excuse you you've used? Um, well, I feel like the pandemic sounds like a crazy excuse, even though it's real. Um, no, it's real. but I'm trying to think. <laughs> I've used, I've used a haircut. I've used, oh, well, you nah, told them well, you don't get a haircut. Okay. Maybe I didn't say it, but I was like, well, you know, I got a doctor's appointment. I've definitely disguised my, I definitely disguised my hair appointment as a doctor's appointment before, but I'm like, you know what? For black I mean, people, that is the doctor. That's like, that's that's your that's uh, your head doctor. That's yeah, your, that's that's your therapist. Beauty. You know, that's, that's, your, that's your social worker. People be using the barber in the hair salon as like a mental health safe space. I'm trying to tell you. So that is my doctor. Okay, I be getting right. Well, well, 
or the times that you gotta leave because you gotta you got like a concert or you going out of town yeah, that day. Oh my know, god! I with the like quickness. My, my imaginary dog is sick and I gotta take him to the vet. Wow. Or I'd be like, oh, I left my stove on and I gotta go back home. You have not. <laughs> you have not said that. That don't even sound believable. <laughs> but think that about it. How can you tell somebody no? If somebody says, hey, I think I left my stove on, I, want, I don't want my house to burn down, you'll be like, nah, let your house burn. Nah. They'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. But you got to do it at I the end of the day story. so you don't have to come back, you know? You never give excuses. Come back. You never give you, excuses in the whoever, middle of the day. You do them at the very... Who comes back? You know, some people do who come comes back, back to work. Who are dedicated workers. Who? <laughs> Guess who? not you. <laughs> If, if, yo, hey, if, if that excuse is created, that's for the whole day. This is like school. This is like school. Well, not everybody can dip for the it, whole day. So if you can only dip for yo, an hour if, or two, if I gotta, use your excuse about an hour or two before the end of your day, so you don't have to come back. If I have a, if I have a doctor's appointment, just like in school, if I had a doc, if my people was picking me up for a doctor's appointment, beginning middle of the day. I'm gone for That's the day. That's school. No school wouldn't pay you. Your job don't care. Well, a lot of these listeners' jobs don't care. So they can't be gone for eight hours. But hey, if you want to get you a little hour or two, you know, then go ahead. And did, you know what the craziest reason why I missed work one time, though? And it wasn't, well, it wasn't like an excuse. And it wasn't, you know, and it really didn't have nothing to do with me, but... You had to get ready for the club. No, say something, say something no, crazy. Used, you had to get your nails done. I used to work done. overnight, okay? Oh, my gosh. The worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. I used to work overnight. It was like 10 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. And so um, it was in a lab, and we had, you know, chemicals, and we had formic acid. Mm -hmm. Well, formic acid was delivered in this plastic bag, but some of it had spilled. And so one of the other employees opened the bag, and it splattered all in her face. And it started like leaving little. Gas. Wait, this was real. <laughs> oh, I thought. Hey, I thought this was a made-up no. story. Hold up. Hold up. What type of what type it's of superhero movie this sounds like? Leaving like these like white type of marks on her skin. And I was like, oh my gosh! And like, tea room. Our there was no supervisor on duty. It was like it was like a classroom where the teacher leaves and it's just students to fend for themselves. So there was nobody who yeah. was in charge there, and so and everybody else was like shocked, but they went about their business and were too scared to leave the lab. You know, they were like, "Nah." And so I was like, "This girl needs to go to the emergency room." And so I took it upon myself to leave with her and drive her to the emergency room. And we were in the emergency room for probably at least over half of our shift. And so mm. that was like the craziest reason why I got out of work because by the time we got back to work, it was time to go home. So I would not even I wouldn't have believed that story at all. If I was well, good thing she had proof it from just, the it hospital. Crazy. So <laughs> I, I've definitely gotten out of work for different reasons. Some legit, some not. But you know, it's all part of that mm -hmm. work life balance. Yeah. Definitely. You got email. Uh, I think we got some mail. You know what? Let me let me check this mail. Hold on. Look. Okay, so I opened up my inbox and we have a question from Kelly from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, this is what she says. She says she didn't want to say her last name. She wanted to say a yeah. Stay anonymous. She don't say anonymous. You know, just make sure you know. It's a relationship question. <laughs> no, gotta be. It's definitely gotta be a relationship question. Um, 
No, nah, this is a relationship question. No, I, I think it's a re- no, no relationship questions yet. So she says, so in doing my goals for my company, one thing is to progress, of course, with leadership and training. I want to have those kinds of meetings and conversations with senior leaders, but I'm not sure how to word or go about that in a way that my manager wouldn't think I'm trying to step over her and take her job. How do I go about that? What do you think? Wait, <laughs> I must not have been following all the way. Um, you might, yeah. You, let's let I'll let you take a stab at it. First. So basically, she wants to become a leader at her job, but she and when she wants to get training and improve her skill set for it, but she doesn't want to step on her supervisor's oh, okay. or her manager's toes. So she doesn't. She wants uh, to ask her which... about it without her thinking that she's trying to steal her particular job. Yeah, I, that's that's actually I feel like that's a big one. But but that that goes along with the environment. You don't ever want to feel like you're in an environment where where you feel like management or your supervisor or your superiors would wouldn't want you to to increase your skills and development. Um, I, shoot, I I don't know what I don't even know what what the best way to do that would be. I honestly. Honestly, I I feel like you should you would just need to ask, or you would need to ask, or even ask in a way that 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 is is not too intrusive. I would even I would ask honestly, are there any type of resources that I can I can mm-hmm. look through or I can work on to increase my skills here, or kind of make it seem to where you are the the reason you're trying to increase your skills is for the work that you're doing at the company. Right. So it doesn't seem right. like you're trying, or or even how how that the increase or development of your work will will help out um, the work that you're currently doing. So it doesn't sound like you're trying to like leave or anything like that, but you're just trying to become a better worker. You're trying to see how you can be more efficient to the company and to, to making your boss right. good. Um, I think if you're, if you're in a situation where you're seeing your leaders, um, it almost feels like they don't want you to, to get better in your position or, or want you to like, you shouldn't be in the same place that you are, a year from now. I That's agree. just the bottom line. And if you feel like, if you feel like you're in that situation, maybe, maybe that's telling you a little bit about the company or at least the, the people that are in charge there. Yeah. I, I definitely agree think? with all of that. You know, it definitely starts with environment. I know it's not easy for people to leave jobs sometimes, you know, and sometimes people don't want to leave jobs because mm-hmm. they like their jobs, even if they don't like their management right so i mean i agree that she needs to ask what resources are available at her job and kind of pose it in a way where again it's not that you're trying to get a skill set for that particular position that her manager has or her you know um higher ups have but more so just in general that she wants to improve her skills so she can become a better asset to the company you know form it in that way that she wants to improve herself so she can benefit them and then that way they don't see it as a threat as much and then if the supervisor mm-hmm. or direct manager has a problem you know reassure them that you're just trying to make like a ladder you know be lateral in comparison to them you're not necessarily trying to go above them you just want to run parallel to them maybe maybe how are you gonna be an expert at this and we answer questions <laughs> and you're gonna say maybe <laughs> come on <laughs> how are you gonna give advice and you do not sound sure at all <laughs> i mean i just want to you know make sure that nobody don't cover your behind now 
And make sure nobody come after me if that advice don't work. Nah, don't don't cover yourself now. Nah. <laughs> One thing's true is that you do have to do what's best for your right. for your career. And that's I think that's that's the bottom line. Um, no matter who's who's in charge, um, who's toes you really step on, like you always have to be mindful and walk on eggshells. But at the same time, understand your worth, understand your value and really understand where you're trying to go in five to 10 to 20, 50, you know, 50 yeah, it's years. A fine you know? balance. And I agree, like, you know, definitely put it forth, be direct, say you want to, you know, learn these skills. And you can even say, hey, I don't want to step mm-hmm. on anybody's toes. I just want to improve myself. And if they still don't get it at that yeah. point and they're they're not trying to help you improve and be a better you, then, yeah, you may have to start looking at other positions and opportunities. So that's what we got to say yeah. about that. Thank you, Kelly from Atlanta, Georgia, for sending in that question. If y'all ever want to ask us any questions, get any scenarios, uh, advice on anything situations going on at work please hit us up in our inbox mondays podcast at gmail.com it's also on our website mondays podcast.com psych now we don't have a website y'all this is our first <laughs> podcast <laughs> lying to the people <laughs> but we do have a gmail because gmail is free so like i said hit up our gmail again mondays podcast.com uh. Oh, sorry. No, Monday's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Call it, delete it. Yeah, again, uh, just hit us up in our inbox. Monday's podcast. Bro, oh my gosh. Yo, can we get it together? <laughs> Dang. We don't have no website. Don't don't go there. It don't exist. At least not yet. Yeah, we just uh, want to thank you all for listening to Mondays with A&J. Uh, catch us each and every Monday. Uh, catch us on any... Any real streaming platform, podcast, uh, Google, Spotify. I was about to say Google Chrome. Um, <laughs> uh, Anchor, <laughs> any type of podcast. We on there. We live in effect each and every Monday, like I said. I just want to leave y'all with a Monday quote. God gave us Mondays to punish us for the things that we did over the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely nothing because we can't do shit. So I'm not gonna get punished. Right? Hey, 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 tell them, tell them, tell them. <laughs> See y'all later. Y'all take care. Y'all be blessed and not stressed. We out. Yeah, yeah. Hey.